Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the WTF podcast, Steel City Underground. My name is Terry Fletcher. So this is week 13 of What the Football, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Well, first, I really want to talk about the Steelers because it's fresh in my mind. We got a back-to-back win, and this is the first time this season we won 19-16 in Atlanta, and again, second road win. I'm pretty excited about this because it looked like a home game for the Steelers. Even the announcers saw it that way, even though the announcers are a little suspect with their political commentary. If you looked at Twitter, everybody was like, don't even talk about that because we don't do it here. If we did, we'd have all kinds of controversy. But that being said, you know, we're five and seven now, which as bad as that is, because it's not a winning record, we're still in the conversation. I saw uh, we're actually in the last rung of that conversation as far as making the postseason, but you know what, this the we, we're looking a little more dominant than we have. So instead of the offense just really going dormant in the second half, we ha- and our defense just letting it go, they didn't. Mitz, Min, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, he sealed the win with an interception. And I want to comment on Minka's play. You know, he could have just walked into the end zone. He would have taken a hit, but he could have scored for a pick six. But he didn't because that's what unselfish players do. He basically went down to the ground while he did out of bounds so that we could, because he knew as soon as he caught that, we were winning. We already were ahead by three. Um, We basically, because the field goal was missed um, and it was long, but there was only all we had to do was get the ball back and stop them from getting in the end zone. I think we all made the assumption that the the best case scenario would have been the field goal to tie it up and then possibly overtime. But that was such a great thing that he did to to not try and get the the touchdown for his stats, but to just get out of bounds, go down, whatever, just end the play because with 30 seconds left, it was a win at that point. But here's where we have to really, and I say we, I'm talking about the Steelers. Here's where things need to really pick up. In the first quarter, we held Atlanta to just 28 rushing yards. That was fantastic. I mean, I've got Cordell um, Patterson in my fantasy league, and he did terrible. But then we get into the second quarter, and the Falcons' ground game definitely woke up because, particularly in the fourth quarter, all they did was run down the field. They had a nine-minute drive in the fourth quarter that put 40 um, yards on the board, 118 total for the second half rushing yards, and we can't let that happen. The defense has to know how to protect the run game, make sure that they're not getting those big chunks of yards, and that was a mobile quarterback that Mike Tomlin talked about prior to the game. And the Falcons could have pushed ahead of us on the fourth quarter drive, but they had untimely penalties in the red zone, which now kills you. Now, the other thing that, and I'm going to say, this is probably a great platform for me to vent about Deontay Johnson. I mean, what the football. And for those of you that like that extension, that think he's worth it, I don't know what you're looking at because I would have rather kept Chase Claypool, um, how inexpensive he was on his fifth year, and given Deontay Johnson, uh, go, go test the waters because, dude, you dropped the ball more than anybody in the league. You did it again. Think balls just go through your hands. And not only that, he tends to take, when he catches a ball, he goes backwards before forwards. And I've said that before. And he just, he just can't seem to understand what it means to go forward, 
take those combat catches and win them. And I mean, he, it's like he's got soap on his hands or something. I don't know what it is, but it's starting to affect the team. Because if you look at what happened a week ago, less than a week ago, Monday Night Football, you know, Pickett and Pickens were an, a great target and team uh, duo going out there. You know, they had three receptions, 57 yards, and it was awesome. But when now when you look at what happened to Pickens, who was basically, George was non-existent in this game, and you see what Deontay Johnson is doing and recording, recording a second drop of the game, and they call it, you know, fourth for the year. And then he also had a fumble recovered by Atlanta, but they said that he didn't make the third move, thank God. But Pickens walked off the field frustrated and visibly frustrated as he should have been. Now, I know the wide receivers coach Jackson sat with him. So did Cameron Hayward, the defensive captain. I'm sure saying, you know, you're going to get your opportunities. But when he had one catch for two yards and he makes those catches, it's it's hard for me to to understand why he's not the target. He should be the number one target. He's the one that that Kenny is really you know, trusting with the ball. And how can we keep trusting Deontay Johnson? That's all I'm saying. I don't understand the trust there. I don't understand continuing. Ben had issues with him and it was just, we don't need the nail biter. And every time he, you know, gets the ball, we're trying to figure out, is he going to lose it? Is he going to drop it? Is he going to catch it? Is he going to continue to run behind the line of scrimmage instead of forward towards the first down? And it's frustrating for fans as much as it is for Pickens. So I feel your pain, buddy. Just hang in there because hopefully um, it'll, it'll all work out. But oh my gosh, if coach doesn't talk to him, some coach, any coach, uh, he's going to be the, the death of this team. In my opinion, I just think that he's going to be a problem. So I'll move on from that. But boy, it really drives me crazy. So there was a funny part in the Kansas City Cincy game. First of all, Kansas City lost to Cincinnati. All the AFC North teams won, which doesn't help the Steelers at all. We need some of them to lose to help out in our climbing the ladder, but they all won. Kansas City lost to, uh, or I should say Cincinnati beat Kansas City um, by three and, you know, 27-24. And I had a 414 parlay. I had Steelers with plus one. They won. I had Minnesota minus four. They won by five. I had Green Bay minus four. They won by 10. And then Kansas City only had a beat um, the Cincinnati Bengals by one and a half points. Could they do it? No, it just, they're own three against Cincinnati in the last times they played them. And I guess I should have known, but there was something that was a definite, what the football, I don't know if you saw it on the playback, Jesse Bates, who's a safety for Cincinnati. So he sees that they're in the end zone and he sees that Cincinnati's making substitutions and to, to put people in and out. And so they weren't getting the person off the field quick enough and um, uh, the Chiefs were trying to get ready quickly to get into and get a penalty called. And he takes a flop saying, and, and grabs his knee. And you could see it. Even Tony Romo was like, oh, dude, because he came in the next play. He didn't go into the blue tent. There was nothing wrong with him. He walked off the field after they pulled him up quickly. He didn't even limp off the field. But you know what? To me, that's just that's a what the football BS, if you ask me. I mean, if you don't cheat. Don't cheat. Just try and win the game. It just, it's crazy to me. And somebody's got to look at those substitutions. There was another tie. We haven't seen one since the, the first uh, week in, in football. The Washington uh, Commanders and the Giants, 2020 in overtime. That was an interesting game. It seemed like towards the end, they were both just playing for the tie. 
Baltimore Ravens. Oh boy. Did they, um, did they win? Yes. 10 to nine. They won over the, um, the Denver Broncos, but it was actually not with Lamar Jackson. He was carted off the field with a knee injury. They said it could be days, possibly uh, weeks that he's out with that. Um, but their backup quarterback um, and their defense basically held him in, in tow for that. We definitely could have used some kind, some kind of loss there. Detroit put up a 40-burger. Good for you against the Jags. That was definitely what the football. Aaron Rodgers, we weren't sure if he was going to play this week, but does he own Chicago still? 28-19 says he does. They didn't at the beginning, 19-3, 19-6, and I'm like, wow, he's actually going to lose, even playing with a, a rib injury and a broken finger. Nope, they won, and that actually helped me. Uh, Cleveland, the worst. Okay, so does it drive you crazy when you beat a team and you hear the, the pundits on TV, on the radio, whatever, and they're basically like, oh, Cleveland's back. It's great. They're this, they're that. I mean, their defense scored 45 point fantasy points because of how bad the worst team in football at 1-10-1 played. I mean, that is the Texans. Now, was everybody excited to see Excited is the bad word. Was everybody interested to see how Cleveland's Browns quarterback, uh, troubled quarterback, I should say, Deshaun Watson was going to do? Well, he returned from his 11-game 11, 11 suspension, and just as a reminder, from violating the NFL's personal conduct policy, and he was definitely underwhelming. He was 12 for 22, 131 yards passing, one interception, and he had a, qu a quarterback rating of 28.6. So it, it, but you know what? Stop putting his photo up. It makes me cringe. I can't believe he still gets to play this year. It's really bugging me. Um, but then we look at Cousins, the Minnesota Vikings beat the Jets by five. And then in Indy at Dallas, that was a crazy game. Um, how many points were they going to put up on Matt Ryan's Indianapolis Colts? And they put up 54 points. They forced five turnovers, three interceptions by Matt Ryan to win 54-19. Oh, my gosh. That was just the re most ridiculous game we'd ever want to watch. Matt Ryan, I don't know what you're going to do, but you're sure not making a new coach or interim coach, Jeff Saturday, look good for bringing you back in. Because, you know, you just – I heard today that – um, the quarterback Baker Mayfield from the Panthers, formerly the Cleveland Browns, was released. Wow, that's a contract. But is Matt Ryan next? They both have these monster contracts, and you you just don't know how they're continuing to play with how bad they play. So we'll see what happens with that. 49ers, some sad news. They actually beat Miami 33-17. They now have the same uh, record, but what's in, but one's NFC, one's um, AFC. But Jimmy Garoppolo went down. You could clearly see that one of the, the defenders on Miami stepped on his foot and they broke it. So he has a broken left foot. He has to have surgery um, today, this week. And we just send our prayers out to Jimmy G. It was actually sad because uh, they were saying on Sunday that the 49ers were definitely open to extending his contract after he reworked his contract to stay uh, in San Francisco and came in for you know their first round pick that they were going to replace him with and he's been good and decent and really stepping it up and just he hasn't been a jerk about you know saying things like well I told you you should have left me in or keep me or whatever and I think this is going to be a problem so who came in somebody called Brock P 
Purdy. <laughs> the last player taken in the 2021 draft at the, in the seventh round, and they call that person Mr. Irrelevant because they never really go anywhere. Um, but now he'll have to lead the 49ers, who are now 8-4. and four. He did pretty well. He was 25-37, 210 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, but it was a pop off somebody else's body. But you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. The only thing they have on their roster on the practice squad is somebody they just signed who was an undrafted free agent rookie. So I think they may have to go and get some kind of a, a vet. But who's available? And please do not say the former quarterback that uh, it was in six, seven years ago in um, San Francisco. That would not be good. <laughs> but now we're going into Monday Night Football, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're five and seven. Now, did I say that? No, I was also talking about the Steelers are five and seven. But here's the difference in AFC and NFC. AFC is very competitive. NFC, especially NFC South, not so much. So the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers actually lead the NFC South with a five and seven record. And it's it's by a lot. And so if they win the Monday night football they could actually get a commanding lead in that division with a losing record. They're playing the Saints, who are four and eight. The Falcons are five and eight because the Steelers just beat them, and the Panthers are four and eight. And so, if they win and get into six and seven, that'll be definitely an interesting situation to deal with. And it's still uh, the New Orleans Saints are still being led by Andy Dalton, um, but Bucks have Tom Brady, and I would be very surprised on Monday Night Football if he loses. So stay tuned for that. We'll, we'll see what happens, but can you imagine winning a division with a, a losing record that to me, that's just wrong, but it, it is how it works out. That's why they have divisions. And I'm just really happy that at least the Steelers are in the, the top uh, 16 conversation with the five and seven record. So um, we, we need to win a win out or win a few more games to continue in that obscure conversation where there's a, an off chance possibility that uh, we could make the, the postseason. I, you know, this sounds funny, but I just, I like Mike Tomlin so much. I don't want him to have a losing season. So we'd have to win out for that not to happen, but um, let's, let's see what happens. So everyone, thank you for listening to WTF podcast today. Make it a great rest of your week and a great day. And we'll see you next week. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.